0: You're listening to a message from Pastor Jack Holt at The River. Today I've got kind of an unusual message, but it's one I felt really strong in my spirit to preach today. And what I want to do is I want to talk about hidden treasure. When I use the term hidden treasure, I'm talking about things that are hidden for us that can only be received once the Holy Spirit uncovers it and reveals it to you. There's great things about the gospel. The gospel is called a mystery because when the Holy Spirit begins to open your eyes to certain things that is in our salvation and we begin to exercise our faith, it changes our life. You know, I was raised in a traditional church and, and it was fine. They, they, they taught love and all that stuff, but they never talked about, they always talked about that sweet by and by, the pie in the sky. But as I begin to study the Word and, and learn from people that the Spirit of God had revealed things to them, I begin to realize you can have your pie here with dessert and also have it in the life to come. Can you say amen? amen. So today I want to talk about that the person that reveals this to us is the Holy Spirit. And I want to take you to a text over in the Old Testament. It's called Joel. Joel uh, chapter 2, verse 25, and we're going to read this. And I'm going to give it to you within its context. But it says this, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the cr- and the chewy locusts, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied the praise of the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wonderfully with you, and my people shall, be, uh, shall never be put to shame. Now that chapter is the chapter that Peter quoted... When he preached on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit was poured on the church, he said this, This is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My sons and daughters shall prophesy. My Old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see visions. This is the chapter that it comes from. But in the beginning here before uh, the prophet says that, He says there's going to be a restoration of the years of the losses that people have experienced in their loss. Maybe it's a loss of a a spouse. Maybe it's a loss of just a divorce. Maybe it's a loss financially. Maybe it's a loss because of COVID. God wants you to know today that God wants to restore. And this premise that I'm preaching is taught throughout the New Testament. In fact, in the book of Acts chapter 3, it tells us that heaven itself will receive Jesus and not let Him come back until the restoration of all things occur, which is in reference to Joel here. So I don't know what you've lost, but I know this one: it's by the outpouring of the Spirit that restoration comes. In other words, without the Holy Spirit being poured out on the church, you'll never receive the recovery that you need in Christ Jesus. And so this message is really about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want I to take you from that point and take you to the beginning of the church age when the church was birthed at Pentecost. The Bible said in Acts chapter 2 that, the, that there was a, a loud sound that came, and the Holy Spirit filled the room, and they all began to speak in uh, new tongues. And there was 120 of them. And all the people outside began to hear them in their own language, and dialect, even though the 120 didn't understand what they were saying, those that were listening heard them in their own language and dialect. Now, dialect is very important. They didn't just speak in other people's languages. They spoke in their dialect. In other words, they talked like they were Southern or whatever. And, uh, and this is very significant because the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was a sign that God wants to pour Spirit upon every culture. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or red or orange or whatever. God wants to pour his spirit upon you. And it's amazing to me that the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit through church through church history has become a, a, a point of division in a lot of church. Well, I don't believe in that speaking in tongues. It was a sign that God's spirit would be poured on everybody. It was never designed to bring division. It was designed to say, God wants to pour his spirit upon all flesh. My sons and daughters shall prophesy, and so forth and so forth. (laughs) I wanted you to see that because a lot of people don't understand that the initial manifestation of speaking in different languages was the only time in history it had ever been manifested. In fact, if you go in the Old Testament, you can find prophets who had a word of the Lord, a word of knowledge. You find prophets that have discerning of spirits. You have prophets that operate through the gift of faith. You have all the gifts of the spirit operating in the Old Testament with one exception, speaking with new tongues. And so I know people get restless about it. But I wanna tell you something, this church would not be here without tongues and interpretation. The church was birthed in a prayer meeting that we had been praying in the spirit for three to four hours. And the Lord began to interpret what had been prayed. And the church was birthed by that. My ministry would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for the, the tongues and interpretation. It would not be there. It is a very supernatural gift, and it is, a, it is something in Scripture that is for the body of Christ. It's for every culture. It doesn't matter where you're from. It's for everyone because the great restoration cannot occur until the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us things that we could not see without him revealing to us. And I want to ask this question. That great sermon that Peter preached, when did he prepare that sermon? I don't believe he prepared it weeks beforehand. I believe when the Holy Spirit was poured upon him, at that moment as he began to pray in the Spirit, God began to reveal to him things that he had not seen before, had not seen that this was prophesied in the book of Joel, and he preached that and 3,000 people got saved that day. There's a power in the inspiration of the Spirit that the church cannot draw back on. We have to press through with all of our heart and with all of our meat. Come on church, help me out here. God wants to help with the Holy Ghost. Now, I bring that out, and what I want to do is I want to give you a little foundation, then I'm going to give you some practical application. And the foundation I want to give you is this. There are exactly five times in the book of Acts where people were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they wrote about it. I'm not talking about just being filled because once a person is baptized in the Holy Ghost, they spend their lives being filled with the Spirit in worship service and so forth and so forth. But I'm talking five initial times in Scripture, in the book of Acts, where it clearly reveals something powerful. Now, two out of the five times, it isn't clear what the first manifestation was. But three out of the five times, it's clear. For instance, Acts 2, the manifestation was tongues and praising God. Amen? They were all filled with the Spirit, all 120 of them are filled with the Spirit. But let's go further. If you look in Scripture, in fact, I'll give you some references, and you can look them up later if you want to. And another reference is in uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 46. This is when Peter, he was on the house of Joppa, praying, interceding. A vision comes down of unclean animals that he was not supposed to eat under Jewish law. And a voice said, take and eat. What I make clean is clean. He didn't understand what it meant. But then the Holy Ghost said I want you to go with those people knocking on the door now. He went with it over to what they call Cornelius. He was a Gentile. At this point the Holy Spirit was not being poured out on the Gentiles. And so Peter goes there and he begins to preach his sermon and in the middle of the sermon he perceives the vision. It says, I perceive that God is no longer a respecter of persons. soon as that revelation came, the Holy Ghost fell on all the Gentiles, and they began to speak in tongues just like the apostles did in Acts chapter 2. And Peter's blown away. He said, who can refuse these people to be water baptized? They received the same manifestation that we did in the beginning. That's pretty clear, isn't it? And the first manifestation was praying in the spirit, praying in their own language. All right. And the third one that is very, very clear is in Acts chapter 19, where the apostle Paul is on a missionary journey, and he runs into 12 uh, disciples of John the Baptist, Now understand, John the Baptist preached that when the Messiah came, people were to believe on him. So they'd only believed up to that point. So Paul verses them and tells them about Jesus. They get saved. They're water baptized. They come out of the water. He prays for them, and the Holy Spirit comes on them, and they all spoke in tongues and magnified God. Say amen. Amen. So there's no doubt from those First three references. Can you say amen? Now the other two references is one was in Paul's conversion in Acts chapter nine. You remember the story? He's persecuting the church. All of a sudden the Lord appears to him in a light and blinds him. He can't see. I mean, literally, he's blinded from it. They take him to a town, and in the town he goes there. And while this is going on, the Lord speaks to a disciple of Jesus. In a vision, and says, "I want you to go to, go to Paul, who's in the city here, and I want you to pray for him that he, he can see and that he'd be filled with the spirit." Now, of course, the disciples says, "Lord, he persecuted the church." He said, "No, he's called by my name. You need to do this." So he goes there, he prays for him, and he's healed, he can see. And it says he prayed for him that he'd be filled with the Holy Spirit." And he was, but it doesn't say anymore. But yet in 1 Corinthians 14, 13, I believe it is, Paul said to the Corinthians, I speak in new tongues more than all of you. So even though it doesn't say there directly, it says there indirectly in other scripture. Amen? And then the last reference, and these are all the references in Acts, is when Philip, who's a deacon that God anoints to become evangelist, he goes out and he's preaching the gospel. People are getting healed People that are paralyzed, being set free, and a great revival hits the city of Samaria, And all of a sudden, he's baptizing these people. Now, how many know you baptize people after they're saved? Not to get them saved, but after they're saved. Because you go in the water, come up just like you died with Christ and came up. Amen? And so they do that. And Philip notices that none of them have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. None of them. So he sends a letter to Peter and John in Jerusalem. And he says this in the letter. He says, they, all these people have received the word of the word of the Lord. That's a term that means they were born again. But he says, none of them have received the baptism of the Spirit. And so Peter and John go down there, which take a couple of days. They go down there. And it says they prayed for him. And everyone began to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, my question to you is simply this. How did they know they were filled with the Holy Ghost? The Holy Spirit is invisible. How did they know that they were getting baptized in the Spirit? I mean, how did they know? Did God just speak to Peter and say they're getting it? How did they actually know? Well, the text doesn't tell us. But it gives us a hint Because in the same story, there was a sorcerer that was famous in the area that heard the gospel and wanted to come to Jesus, but he made a mistake. He went to Peter when he saw the Holy Spirit was being poured out on people, and he said this to him. He says, can I buy the Holy Spirit, this power to give the Holy Spirit to people? And Peter basically, this is a paraphrase, said to hell with you. And he said this, and this is very important in the Greek. It said this. He said, you have no portion or matter in this because your heart is not right. The word matter is the same Greek word. It comes from the same root word as in Acts 2, 4, where after the Holy Spirit had come upon them, uh, they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's why some translations say this. You have no portion of this word or this utterance that came. In other words, it's a clue that the manifestation that they were talking about had to do with utterance. I don't know about you, but I'm presenting my case here. I want you to see that. The point is... Speaking in tongues is not something that's passed away. Speaking in tongues is not something that some crazy emotional person does. It is something from the Holy Spirit that is designed to pour out the Spirit, to change us, to transform us in our lives. There's something about being built up in the Spirit, and a lot of Christians today need to get built up. Listen to these verses. Look over in Jude. Look at this. But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. It didn't say being led by the Holy Spirit. It said praying in the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between being led by the Spirit and praying in the Spirit. Let me give you another verse that shows that speaking in unknown tongues edifies and builds you up. 1 Corinthians 14. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks what? Mysteries, secrets. Secrets. In other words, there are treasures that are secrets laid up for you that are revealed through praying in tongues. There's things revealed to you that can bring forth blessing, bring forth healing, bring forth deliverance in your life. Now look at this next verse. But he who prophesies speaks to edification, extortion, comfort to men. Now watch this part. But he who speaks in a tongue, what? Edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies his church. Now, in church, I always interpret when I speak in tongues. But in my own private prayer life, I build myself up all the time. I might pray just for the service today. I've probably prayed three hours in the tongues. I build myself up. Why? Because when you build yourself up in the Spirit, you become more aware of what belongs to you. Become more aware of God's will. You become more aware of God's presence. You become more aware of what His Word says. You, and the Holy Spirit begins to lead you and guide you. Don't tell me we don't need that in America today. We need to be aware of the blessings that God has for us. Some of you have been to church for years and never been aware that God wants you to give you an inheritance to your children's children. You're not aware that healing's in the atonement. You're not aware that God wants to give you long life. You're not aware of these things. The Holy Spirit will make you aware of those things when you get built up. Some people are so down, they couldn't believe for a fly. But when you get built up in the Spirit, As Christ is starts to manifest the Holy Spirit's whole purpose is to manifest Jesus in your life you need a miracle today you need a manifestation of the Holy Spirit in your life to have it happen now let me share something here at this point that's really the crutch of the message something really deep in my heart I know there's a lot of needs that people have of restoration in many different areas You have to be willing to pray through. And when I say pray through, I'm talking about what John said in 1 John 5.13. He said, if we know he hears us, we know we have the petition that we desired of him. In other words, you got to pray through. You say, what does it mean to pray through? Praying through means this. It means you pray until something happens spiritually. You pray until something is awakened in your heart. You pray until there's some something that goes off and goes something's changed. You pray until there's a supernatural tugging on your heart. You pray until assurance drops down in your heart. You pray. Some of you need a miracle. Some of you need a breakthrough. You've tried to pray in your understanding. You don't know how to pray in your understanding. You need a miracle. You got to pray through. You got to pray through. You got to keep praying. You got to keep praying until God speaks to you. Until the Holy Spirit builds you up and the answer comes with fire and the answer comes with it come on you got to pray through it's something that a lot of people are missing in the church today you got to pray through I mean there's a lot of times I don't know how to pray but one thing I do how to do no, is pray in the spirit because when I pray in the spirit I'm speaking to God it's a mysteries but many times he begins to reveal to me things in darkness that are in those mysteries and bring it to pass. One of the first times I found the value of this, of becoming aware, that shocked me the most. And it was a simple thing, but God really taught me through it. And that was I was on a cruise with my family, and my sister was there and her husband, and we had just finished the cruise. I think it was a seven-day cruise. And and we were at the dock, and we were coming off the ship with our luggage and all that stuff. And, and my brother-in-law says, man, I really enjoyed the breakfasts. Uh, you know, in bed, and I said, Yeah, well, I didn't do it because I didn't want to pay the extra. And he said it was all free. And I remember I was so mad because I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> I would have stayed in bed all every, every day, man. I would have said, Come on, where's my, where's my, you know, bacon and eggs? But I wasn't aware of it. I wonder how many miracles we miss because we're not aware of it. I wonder how many things we could have happen in our life, but we're just not aware of it. One of the hardest things people have is standing in faith. But you can't stand in faith until the Holy Spirit makes you aware of what belongs to you. Once that happens, you can believe you receive once you believe you receive, you can go out, but you got to hold on to it. You got to hold on to it. If God gave you a dream, if God illuminated something to you in prayer and awakened it to you, you need to hold on it in faith. I don't care if it's hell or high water. You keep holding on to it, and it will manifest in your life. Whatever the Holy Spirit reveals that you believe you receive always manifests. It always manifests. It always manifests. But you got to pray through sometimes to To get the Holy Spirit to confirm whatever it is that you're praying in faith for. We ought to give God a shout unto God right now and say, Lord, manifest, 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 manifest my breakthrough. Manifest it. Not everything happens instantly. Sometimes it takes hours. Sometimes it takes weeks. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes years. But if you get something by the Spirit that came from God's word, you do not let go of it. You hold fast to it. I don't care who tries to talk you out of it. I don't care what someone says. That won't work in your life. It's too impossible. You hold on to that. You hold on to that because whatever's been revealed will manifest in your life if you don't throw it away. You got to embrace it. And hold it in your life. Look at this verse, 2 Corinthians. Put it up if you would. Whose minds the gods of this age have blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Notice an unbeliever is what he's an unbeliever. Whenever we refuse to believe the gospel, we blind ourselves to what is available to us. The devil loves it when people die and go to heaven without receiving half of what God had promised to them. He loves it when you are blind to what is provided for you. He loves it when you can't see that you can find your way out of that problem. He loves it when you can't see that you're more than a conqueror. He loves it when you can't see that you're an overcomer. He loves it when you're blind to it. And you believe you're nothing and believe you can't. He loves that. But praise God. The Holy Spirit is here to lift us up on high and to tell you that you are the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have been called to succeed, to say, be successful, to break through barriers, to remove mountains in your life, to be more than a conqueror. You are called to be a light of God in a stark place. That is your calling. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Pray through. There's such a power to this. In fact, let me give you this verse. This is in Isaiah 45, 3. Look what it says. I will give you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches, say hidden, of the secret places. Remember I said when you pray in the spirit, you speak mysteries. Secrets, the hidden riches of the secret place that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Man, it's so powerful. Did you know that before God created creation, this is found in Ephesians chapter 1, that he predestined everything that you might need in life. In other words, he planned for it. He planned for the day you got sick to provide a healing for you. He planned for the day that you had that accident. He planned for the day when you needed a miracle for this. He planned for all of it. This is before God created even creation. You're in here. So when you come to God, it's almost like there's this huge warehouse that God built before the foundations of the world. And in it are all these shelves with things that you you might need in your life and God put your name on it. It's like the Holy Ghost brings you through when you're praying and all of a sudden makes that real to you. That's yours, see your name's on it. That's yours, you can do that. Yeah, you can overcome, wow. I remember the first time the Lord revealed to me that he is only limited by me, not by himself. In other words, God has no limits. It's according to how I believe that determines God in my life. Wow. I say, really Lord? Well, I'm the only, yeah, wow. But I didn't see it for years. I thought, whatever is it. Whatever just happens. Listen to me carefully. I want you to hear this, because some of you are struggling right now to be healed. You're struggling right now uh, with your children. You don't know what to do. You bring them to church, you do what you can do, but you're struggling with it. You don't know what to do. Sometimes... We don't know exactly how to pray, but if you would just pray in the spirit for as much time as you need to do that until something happens in the spirit realm, then you can stand in faith and God will begin to move in your life. But if you're not willing to pray through, you can, and this is something that's wrong with America today. The church isn't praying through. The church is finding less and less reason to be church. the church. The church is finding less and less reason to be in a spiritual atmosphere. in the service, pastor. Don't have as many services. Come on. We, we got to get out. We got to do our thing. I'm telling you, you got to pray through. I'm telling you, we got to worship till God's spirit falls. I'm telling you right now that the gifts of the spirit are ready to be released in your life, but he wants you to seek him. He wants you to press in. He wants you to press in with all your heart because God wants to bring miracles into our life, but they are hidden from us they're in darkness and god's spirit is the way that is revealed god's spirit will oh my goodness i got whoo yeah that's how you get healed of cancer that's how you get healed of incurable diseases is you just prayed through i'm not giving up until something happens spiritually in my life and granted when you do that you're going to be a fanatic You know what I'm asking you to do? I'm asking you to become a drinker of the Spirit. Not a drinker of wine, but a drinker of the Spirit. I want you to become alcoholics for the anointing of God. I want you to become addicted to the Holy Spirit. I want you to come to church, say, come on, let's have a swig. Let's have a happy hour. Let's drink a little bit in the Spirit. Let's thank God. Let's get filled with the Holy Ghost today. Oh man, I'm feeling the influence of the Holy Ghost. I want you to get under the influence of the Holy Spirit today. Wow. Yeah, we're all drunks in the Spirit. I don't drink wine. Boy, this last two years I wanted to, but I don't. But I do get intoxicated by the anointing of God. Because sometimes I just got to feel him more than I'm feeling the pressure. Sometimes I got to get under the influence where he can just barely move and I can sense it. Because pressure and all that is coming at me. And the Lord wanted me to say, and you know when I was preparing those things, this is not really a Father's Day message. In fact, people are going to come with relatives and go, what is that guy he's preaching on? But I really felt that God wanted you to know this. He wants you to depend on the Holy Spirit for the deliverance that God has called you to have. He wants you to depend on him. Let me close with this. This was a, a preacher. It's actually a true story, a preacher in London. And part of his ministry that he would do is he'd go down to the slums in London. And there was an old lady down there that lived there in the slums. And she lived in this big crate. And he would go there and have tea with her. One time he's down there, looking, and he looks in the crate, and there's there's something framed with a picture frame hanging on this wood crate. So he's sitting there just socializing with her. And he says, oh, by the way, what is that that you have framed up there? And she said, well, I'll tell you, you know, before I ended up in the slums here, I used to work for a very, very rich person He was very wealthy. He had estates and mansions and all that, and I worked for him my whole life. But, you know, I never learned to read or write, never never learned it. I just served all my life. Well, one day, this man that I had been serving all my life, he was on his deathbed. So I was next to him by his deathbed, and he handed me this piece of paper. And I framed it because he'd be so good to me all the years that I worked for him. I don't really know what it says, but I received it and framed it. So the pastor gets up, he's curious, he looks, and he begins to, to look at it, and it says, will and testament. And this rich man, and I'm talking about filthy rich, had given his total inheritance to this woman she she had been living in a crate when she could have been living in a palace she had been not serving or having anybody serve her. She could have had people serving her. She could have stayed in the best places, been moved around by the best doctors, but she did not know it. She was not aware of it. You may be living in a crate today, but you're not aware of the fact that God has given you an inheritance. You may be in a situation right now, you say, man, I just say working. God says, no, I've given you an inheritance, an inheritance to get a breakthrough, an inheritance to give you whatever you need in your life. It's there, it's yours yeah, man. <laughs> oh man I realize when I'm under this strong of an anointing it seems a little strange to some people but you got to understand what Jesus did for me I was a nobody going nowhere to happen I was a loser from the day one and God turned me around by his son Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost, And yeah, I'm passionate about it. Yeah, I'm passionate about getting everything I can get from God. I'm passionate about God moving my life. I'm passionate about hearing from God. I am passionate about that because of what He done for me in my life. And I'm going to praise him. And I'm not ashamed of what God has done in my life. Thanks for listening today. For more messages like this one, check out our podcast, River app, and our website at theriver.church. We're the River, and we're doing life together.